All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we find dope people that did dope stuff, and today's no different, right? You dope. Of course. You did some really, really cool stuff. <laughs> and we're about to get into the group home business model. Yes, group home. Can you tell me what a group home is? First off, introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Myrie Hayes. I am better known as the group home queen. Mm. Yes, I am. I like to kind of give a little background in my introduction. Mm -hmm. So I am the daughter of Fannie and Isaac Metcalf. I got to give honor to my parents, like we in church. (laughs) I am the mother of six. I am the grandmother of six. And I took a $12,500 investment and I turned it into a multi-million dollar business. Wow. So I want to get into that investment, but what is a group home exactly? A group home is a residential um, facility. Well, yeah, residential facility where you take care of clients, mostly on a 24-7 basis. Mm. So what type of people are in a group home? It it kind of depends on what type of group home you do. Me, myself, I do behavioral health. So I choose to do SMI clients, which are severely mentally ill clients. Mm. These are people dealing with like severe depression, schizophrenia, things like that. And um, we take care of them and help them, um, I guess, main, manage their illness. All right. So because I've had people... Uh... I know some people that said things like, yo, I can't, I, you know, I grew up in a group home. Joe, didn't you work with group homes? Didn't you? What was your, what did you do? Your camera looks crazy, by the way. <laughs> you were what? Uh, he was a residential advisor oh, okay. in a group home. So, okay, so explain, explain your residential advising. What's that? Was it for kids? Yeah. So in the while they fix that. Um now I do adults. I try kids. I thought group homes was all kids for some reason. No. Maybe because it's only people that I know that when they tell their story, like I can't I, you know, I was living in a group home. Yeah, a lot of homes uh are for kids because it's such a big need. Mm-hmm. Um, but me, I choose to do adults. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I try kids, not my cup of tea. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, not my cup of tea. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I like doing adults. So when you first started, you had kids group home? No. No. I started with, I actually started with an assisted living, which was seniors, people 65 and up. So that's where I started. Okay, hold on, hold on. But it's the same concept, group home and assisted living? Yes. So yes. assisted, so the only thing that determines what you call it is the age group? Yeah, in a sense. A group home for seniors would be considered an assisted living home. Okay. A group home for adults, you know, group home, residential facility. People call it different names. Mm-hmm. It's all a group home. It's people living together that aren't related, that are being taken care of on a consistent basis. Gotcha. So that's basically what a group home is. Gotcha. So you have 10 of them, right? Yes. How much, how many people does an average group or yours, how many people do yours hold? We try to stick around five. We do have two right now with eight. 
And you can add more. We could have 10, you know, in some areas because we have them in different cities. Different cities have different rules. So me, myself, I don't want 10 SMI clients in a home. Mm -hmm. So I choose to cap at eight and Mm -hmm. the majority of mine are at five. All right, five. So how many clients do you have total amongst these 10 group homes? What, like 60? Um, I have... I have 56. 50, yeah. yeah. Multiple seven-figure business with 56 people that you take care of. Yeah. That's lit. Yeah, it's pretty lit. <laughs> All right, so I need to know how this works. For one, for one, when you when I when I hear uh, SMI, which is... Severely mentally se- ill. Severely mentally ill. The picture, I don't like the picture that it paints in my mind. <laughs> You could be, you could be severely, I mean, honestly, some people in Dang, my, yeah. no, I didn't mean to say it like that. Come on the show in such disrespect. No, you look what, I'm, what I'm saying is there are some people that you actually cannot tell that they have issues. You know, you would be sitting down. I mean, I take, I've taken clients to a doctor's office and people in the office would be talking to them like normal. And then they'll say something way out there. And the person will look at them like, and I'll just be like, you know, this person is a client. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you can't tell people what's going on in their lives because of HIPAA. But um, what, what, what do you mean? Like, so you're saying like some people can have a conversation and something will trigger the person. Yeah, it'll trigger them or, or they'll be basically normal. You know, some of the people in our homes function at a normal level most days. And then they'll go into a manic state and it's like something will throw them off. What is manic? Manic is when you, it's kind of like, say you get stressed and you just lash out. Uh, Like, I'll give an example. One lady, she was fine. And then she would go into a manic state. She would start eating toilet paper, you know? So it just depends on what the trigger is and what maybe trauma they went through in their childhood or, you know, um, it might be domestic violence. It could be a number of things. Mm. You know, I grew up with a sister that was bipolar schizophrenic and she would be fine. She was a genius. She would be fine. She worked government jobs, but then around a certain time of year, she would go into a manic state. She would drive down the highway going the wrong way. She would, you know, you know, kidnap her son and run off. And she would just do all kinds of things. And it's like a chemical imbalance in their mind or something that, that throws them off. Oh, my gosh. And you were saying your sister, it's like a certain time of year. Yeah. It would always kind of be a certain time of year. Let me ask you this, and this is you growing up with your sister. Was it always that way? Since I was born. I mean, I don't know. She's, she was 22 years older than me. Okay, I feel, yeah, okay, I gotcha. have, I'm the baby of 14. Yeah. So she was the oldest sister. But in your line of work, you've seen, I mean, like how early have you seen this start? Or, or is this somehow learned? I think sometimes it starts at a young age, but people 
don't realize that it's an actual illness. You know, like with her, she was just very eccentric. She would do certain things when she would dress, you know, kind of weird at times, you know. And then as she got older and, and went to the military and things like that, she got diagnosed with mm. um, bipolar schizophrenia. Yo, you know what's so crazy? As I'm talking to you right now, there are multiple people that are popping in my head. <laughs> where, you know, it's, it's, it's like you can be having a conversation with somebody or, you know, like someone's like really spazzing out and you can't, you're like, yo, why is that person doing that? And you don't really chalk it up to a severe mental illness. You're like, yo, that person just, okay, they just spazzed, they had a bad day. Right. But this is, tell me your thoughts on Kanye West from a professional perspective. I just think Kanye West to me, it seems like just, you know, what I know of him, he lost his mom, you know? He dealing with, you're, some people take things a different way, you know? So that could have triggered something for him, mm. you know? And wow. my thing is, I don't try to, because I'm not a professional where I can diagnose somebody. So I don't try to diagnose anybody. I just take people as they are. Because everybody's dealing with some type of issue, yeah. you know? Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> so so you didn't need a certification to get into this business, like you personally? You, you can get certifications, me personally. No, I have an MBA. Uh, you know, my sister's a nurse. My yeah. sister works with me. Me and her are partners. She's an RN. Okay. You know, but me, myself, I'm an MBA. I, do the, I did the financial part. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. She did the clinical part, and it just kind of worked out. That's actually pretty exciting for entrepreneurs that are watching because... You don't have to like go to school and get certified as long as you have a heart to help people and right. you, you kind of like understand the model which we will go through. Right. Um, I think it could be a a, a lucrative um, a lucrative business that allows you to kind of operate out of you know a sense of purpose too. Right. So so tell me about so what were you doing before these group homes? I was in banking. Really? Before I started the group home, I was actually working for Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my Wells Fargo. People. <laughs> I know people don't like that bank, but... <laughs> what year was this? Um, 2015. 2015. So walk me through, like, getting, you know, where'd you get the idea from and how'd you start getting into it? Well, I had an assistant living home. Like I said, I was taking care of senior clients. You owned it? Yes. yes. While you were working at Wells Fargo? Um. Yes. Yes. I was doing both. I was working, it was me and a partner. We were doing 12 hours, 12 hours, 12 hours, seven days a week. And I was working Wells Fargo doing it. What? Day. So I took the night shift because I had to work Wells Fargo to get my business going. You know, I had to. When did you sleep? I slept. I took like cat naps. I would, I would leave for lunch and take a nap. I would I would take a nap. I would come home. I would shower. I would get dressed. I would go to work. And then I would take a nap in the middle of the night. How but, long did you do this? Um, about a year. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, so we got to back even further. How did you get into the assistant living facility? Um, talking with a friend, she, which was the RN. And me and her were like, let's let's try to get into this group home thing, you know? do an assistant living home and she has a passion you know for people also so we just researched it hired a consultant who took our money mm, in a negative way <laughs> in a negative way really they didn't help yeah she was yeah she 
she had never owned, and that's what you do your research when you hire consultants. Mm, mm, but she mm, had mm. never owned a group home herself. And they call them coaches these days online. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no lie. This is no shade to the person. And if the person said they were working at a fast food restaurant. Uh-huh. And he um my my friend, he said, Yo, the, the guy. It works at a fast restaurant. He said, yo, he's about to get into coaching. Uh-huh. Like high ticket coaching. So I think his first client was like $10,000. Oh. So he's charging people $10,000. He probably don't make that in six months. But coaching, right? Because you, you, you have some information that you want to share and you just put a price on it, which I'm not, Maybe we'll have a con- We need to have a conversation about that yeah. at some point. But that's not about this. Okay, so she took your money. She did. $8,000 is what we paid her at the time. She took our money. She had teamed up with another woman who knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. We ended up firing her. And then the other woman actually came back and was like, hey, I really want to help you guys. I like you guys. Till this day, we're still friends. Oh, wow. But um, so anyway, I'm running my assistant living home. Oh, no, it's too fast. It's, too fast. Okay, too I'm fast. Sorry. You're working a job. You have an idea. You hire a consultant. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first step, do we buy a building or do we no, lease a building? No, we actually rent it. Okay. Yeah, we rented a, a, not a building, just a home. Okay. Four bedroom, two bath home. And we decide we're going to do five beds, you know, according to regulations in the city we were in. You had, so to, get, then, you had to go through the process of approval, right? Yep. And we I'm had asking, to go through the licensing. Right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So all of that process, policies and procedures. So all of that process. And then uh, we got our inspection done. Um, took a, a whole entire day for them to come in, go through all our stuff. And then we were licensed. We okay. got our license um, on Christmas Eve. Mm. And then we actually got our first client on the day after New Year's. How would you get your first client? We had been out marketing. With different people, and a woman came to us. Her, you know, she wanted us to take care of her mom. And she was like, she was my first client. I love that lady. <laughs> mm, and what what did that marketing look like? <laughs> um, going out, networking at different events. Um, you know, just taking our flyers in the doctors' offices, hospitals, things like that. Gotcha. Just grassroots. So we just got we got licensed for our home healthcare business, uh-huh. and this sounds like. So much like what my wife is going to be doing. She's she's pregnant now, so I can't push her like a client. You know what I mean? I can't. Like I want to say like, yo, let's get out here ride. So, but I I think um, that'll be encouraging. So we'll be on this this plane tonight and we'll talk. I mean, yeah. Okay. So she'll be there. She'll be there. Okay. Um. All right. So okay. So you get your first client. Obviously, after your first one, you just get a second and a third yep. and a fourth. And then my sister, the the one with mental illness, she calls me one day and she says, I'm coming to Arizona and you're going to take care of me. Mm. And I was like, what? Just out the blue. And so she jumps on a plane with her Bible in her purse and she shows up in Arizona. And so I pick her up at the airport and I'm like, where's your stuff? She said, this is all I need. Her Bible in her purse. So she was a vet. So I'm like, she has to be on medication. So I take her to the VA, we get her checked, you know, they get her, give, get her some meds. 
And uh, and then she's like, you know, you having us, you have an assistant living home. This is what you do. You're going to take care of me. So I get her to the house and come to find out she has bladder cancer. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know. She, three months later, she passed away right there in my assistant living home. Mm. Don't get me to crying. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, man, I think uh, it works out that way sometimes because it would have been um, tragic if you didn't know. And right. something prompted her to say, "I need to be if, if if something's happening, I need to spend my last times with family." Yeah. I think it was maybe like some sort of inkling. My mom went through the same thing. Like she didn't like the, you know, she was she was on a decline, but she was at um a an assistant living facility. And mm-hmm. for some reason she was just like, yo, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. A lot of people, my family was like, yo, that's the best place to take care of. She's like, you know, I want to come home. She was like, yo, either you or your, either my house or my brother's house. And my brother was like, yo, I'll take her. So she went there and not long after she passed. Wow. But I think it was something in her that says... She wanted to I, be home. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. My my question is, when your sister said, yo, you're going to take care of me, is there already funding for the government to give you to take care of your sister or was you out of pocket? No. She told... My sister's like, I paid my way. She said, how much do you charge? And so I told her at the time, she, she had a private room. I said... It's $5,000. And she was like, well, do I get a family discount? <laughs> <laughs> Even in her money. Right. You know, right. It's I not said, bad yeah. at that. Hold on. The, the numbers, the math. Right. Ain't I said, I said, yeah, you get a family discount. So I gave her a discount. And she paid her way those three months. Really? Mm-hmm. $5,000 a month? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was a bad area I was in. I'll say that. Right. <laughs> It's more than that now. It's more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. With assistant living, with behavioral health, location doesn't matter. With assistant living, location matters. Hold up. Hold up. Hold <laughs> on. So five. So you were charging 5000 a month? A bed. Yeah. A bed. So the first lady, was she paying out of pocket? So the government don't pay for this? Okay. So the government pays... Only so much with assistant livings. Like at the time, if we would have went through Medicare, they would have paid $2,100 a month. So most assistant living is out of pocket. Really? Yeah. And people be paying ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a month. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Five. So what's the, what, what, do you, what do you charge now just on average? Well, I get paid through the state now. So what do they pay you? They pay me about seven grand a month per person. Per person. Mm-hmm. So every house that you get, if it's five people there, they'll pay you thirty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Out of that thirty five thousand, what does it cost you to operate it? About twelve. Word. Mm-hmm. Twelve <laughs> from thirty five. They're real low maintenance. Like group homes are very low maintenance. Yes. All you got to do is give them food, bedding, hygiene, outings every now and again, and that's it. Right. And we, br- and we we furnish the house for under $2,000. Word. <laughs> oh, we got it down now. <laughs> so, yo, for, <laughs> let's just say with this particular model, 
at $23,000 profit, four homes with five people in it make you a million dollars. Twenty clients. Somebody's at the door. Twenty <laughs> clients. You could have a million dollar business. Basically, yeah. Net. That's like coming home. Yeah. Now, I, I I will be honest. In my business, we do a we do extras. So we have like equine therapy. We do things that the state don't pay for. Yeah, and that's only because this is my my yeah, passion. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're doing assistant living, but your sister isn't necessarily assistant living qualified. Right, right. She was. Was that an issue with the state? Like they approved it for this, and you're doing this. Don't be saying that on camera. <laughs> I just I want to be legal. She was my sister. She was, no, no, of course, of course. But well, let me ask this question: mm-hmm. Can you have, can you have assistant living and just have, let's say, uh? A teenager. Actually, honestly, my sister was a senior. Yeah. You know, like I said, she's a lot older than me. Yeah. So, so that would have been okay. Right, right. And she was private pay. Yeah. So, you know. Gotcha. But yeah, you can't mix kids. And- Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Adults. Okay. Yeah, you gotcha. cannot do that. Can you mix adults and seniors? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. But like with um, the, whole, the house I have now, the group homes I have now, kind of caps at about 65. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they move on to an assistant living. I see. Okay. So group home caps off at about 65. After that, you go to assistant living. Right. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So, so eventually you get, you get the one client. Mm-hmm. Was your sister your second client or you already had, oh, you were no, I had clients. Gotcha. This was like. Was this all still in your first house? This is all in my first house. So then after my sister passed, my very first client, she passed. And mm-hmm. I was just like. I don't want to do this. Yo, yeah, I, yeah. Oh my gosh, the, that business must be heavy. It's it hard. is. It really is. And just the morning and people coming in, you know, and me grieving my sister. It was like I can't do this. So I was trying to think, how can I still take care of people, but not in this capacity? Mm-hmm. So then, me and my sis- the sister that's right over me, we start talking about behavioral health. Start researching mm. it, and then we decided, let's open a behavioral health group home. Got so it. So that's how I got into behavioral health. So we started with one rented home. The woman wanted ten thousand down, twenty five hundred dollars a month for a four bedroom, two bath home. Ten thousand dollars. How much? 
$2,500 a month. $2,500 a month. Yeah. And I mean, houses in this area normally rent for about twelve dollars to $1,400. Mm -hmm. But because she knew we were doing a group home, because you have to put it in your lease. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I want $2,500 a month. Dang. Yeah. That doesn't even seem legal. <laughs> How are you going to just charge more just because of what you're doing with people it? People do it. Yeah, people do it every day. Well, I, well, have you learned not to say that now? Like, you know, it's a little rent this house. <laughs> no, you can't. They have to put it in your lease. If you Got rent it. a home, yeah, before you turn it your paperwork, it has to be in your lease. Does everybody charge extra? Yeah, pretty much. Everybody just puts that extra tax on it. Pretty much. I team up people now. And, and I'm like, you know, this is, they're trying to do a group home. If you rent them a home, that's what they're going to be doing. And they'll be like, well, how much should I charge them? You know, and I try to not be, you know, too crazy. Yeah. But I've had people charge like four grand a month. This is giving me another concept of maybe just getting in the real estate space and targeting group homes. Yes. Do yes. you buy the real estate? Do you have, have you gotten into that part of like buying the real estate or? Yes. Yeah. We don't. We have uh, two now that we rent. Yeah, everything else. Everything else you own. You're a boss. <laughs> You're a boss out here. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So you 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 purchase eight buildings and you lease two. With the eight, you own the house and you're operating the business. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. So your first... Tell me the transition from the first home to the second home. Okay, so we did the first home, um, Choya is what we call it. And then we decided to do um, a facility. It was an old school in um, Mayer, Arizona. So a small town. You live in Arizona? Yeah, okay. I live in Arizona. And so we started on that one, mm -hmm. but it was kind of like we had to gut it, redo it, everything. So we ended up opening another home in the while we were opening the second home. Wow. Yeah. So that one got opened first, and then we opened. We finally got that one done after a year, and we opened that one. Were you, those two leasing or buying? Um, the third one was leasing. The the second one we started was buying. The school. Yeah, the school. How much you get that school for? <sighs> like a hundred thousand. What? Yeah. I get a school for $100,000. Guess, guess how much it's worth right now. How much? Uh, 800 How big is it? <laughs> it's, oh God, I can't even remember. What, 4,000 square feet? It was a small, it's a small town. So it's not a huge school. Dang, but that real estate but, Look, But recently, I did. Hold on. Did you unlock it? Yeah, just, yeah. All right, you got to be the door attendant. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. But recently, I did buy another school, mm. a whole city block <gasps> in another town. Yeah. But all Arizona, yes? All Arizona. Yeah. Wow. We like Arizona. Arizona is very been good friendly. Yes. Arizona is very friendly to licensed group homes. So the, you buy the school and then you make like a bunch of rooms in the school. Yes. But you said you only take eight clients at a time? Yeah, we only took eight. We In that place, we can get up to 12 if we want to. But it's like we have one community building and then we have the dorms. Mm -hmm. 
and we we didn't want to do more than eight. We still wanted to do eight. Gotcha. That's a lot of personalities. Why not just hire more people? It's not the point in people. It's it's the point in all these different personalities in one building. That's conflict. And mm. I mean, me, myself, that's my model. Yeah. It's other people that have 10, you know, people in each home that they, if they can get them in there. That's that's not my motto. <laughs> got it, got it. Give me one of the like the worst stories you've had of a client. Yeah, because I could imagine. Imagine all these different people in the group home. Mm-hmm. They all have some sort of mental ailment, and they're like button heads. Yeah. So I would imagine that there's a lot of fights, unless you got like no. security. And or- that's the thing in our group home when we when they come in, we set the tone. You have to, you have to take charge. You have to set the tone and you let them know. And then honestly, I think it's more of a, we get a lot of clients from um, predominantly. uh, White folk. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say it politically correct. And and a lot of my employees are not. (laughs) So, Mm. So, you know, and and it's things that we do to let them know we're a united front. Like we'll we'll call, hey, something's going on at the house. Everybody that can get over there, get over there. And we go over there. Mm-hmm. And just even if it's just people standing in the room to let them know we're not gonna play this. You yeah. know, you're not gonna do act all willy-nilly. But I think the worst client we had was a guy that they said they he could not stay anywhere for over a week. He came into our home. He was cutting up at first. Um, we ended up calling the police. He left. His case manager called back, please, please, you know, I really think he that you guys can do him some good. Please let him come back. So we let him come back. Hold on. When, you, when he first came, mm-hmm. they said, yo, he can't stay anywhere for a week. Yeah, he couldn't stay anywhere longer than a week. Just based on his his track record or like like his diagnosed? No, his track record. Because he would end up fighting people, throwing stuff at them, um, just doing all kinds of stuff, you know. And so he came back. We all sat down around the room and had a conversation with him. And then <laughs> he stayed probably two weeks with no incident. And then what's up podcaster or soon to be podcaster, get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL baby, Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. 
picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal and he started lashing out did another intervention set the tone with him this time we you know, put some parameters on them. And I, I don't want to get too much into mm, detail, yeah. but this man stayed with us about 90 days with no yeah. incident. And his doctor was like, he would be on Zoom and his doctor, he would leave out. His doctor said, whatever y'all doing, keep wow. doing it. Because nobody has been able to get through to him. You know, so eventually he did end up, he punched one of our Ladies, yeah, staff member. Mm -hmm. He punched her and he kicked her in the stomach. Yeah, and then when our administrator came in to the house, he took a glass and threw it at her, which it wasn't supposed to be glass there anyway. But that's another story. But yeah, so this is the type of person you know he was. Well, the police ended up taking him, took him down, put him in a center. And then they released them. And the administrator went and looked for them, brought them back. We kept them again. Really? 
because this is our passion. We 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 are the group homes that take the hard cases. So that's why we stay full because we take hard cases. And so he stayed with us a good while before he ended up he had to go into what they call ash, which is like the state, you know, hospital and um that's where he's at. So what is your secret sauce of dealing with um these clients because something that you know about mental illness and you know dealing with people who have it what it what's your secret sauce i think we just we bring them in and we treat them like i would treat my sister we love on them we but we show them we're not going to tolerate you know you're not going to do this when they first come in if there's somebody that's violent i tell them my employees are dear to me. Mm-hmm. You will not disrespect them. You will not cuss at them. You will not touch them. So we kind of set the tone when they initially come in. Some people are like, oh, you know, but then they see when they do something and we all show up at the house yeah. and stand around the room like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and have conversations with them. Then they're like, oh, okay. So they're serious. You know, we don't, you're not allowed to put your hands on anybody. We don't put our hands on anybody or anything like that. To me, I think just people seeing a united force mm-hmm. of people that are not going to tolerate these actions, I think it gets them to calm down. Here's my question. This is like one of my, this, this is like always in my head. And I wonder how you deal with it. So with our uh, home health care business, I'm thinking, how do we hire people that are going to care for the client the way they would care for somebody that they know and love. You know what I mean? So how do you, so you have a heart for people, right? But you have to instill those principles or you got to hire the right people. I don't know. This is my question. How do you find the people that are going to take care of your clients and really care? I mean, we post ads just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You have your turnover, but then you have people that you just you bring them in, you train them, and you just tell them the importance. A lot of time I just get people to buy in because I meet with them. I tell them my story. I tell them about my sister, and I tell them I try to treat my clients as I would my sister. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It's, it goes both ways. I, I still teach my employees, you can't treat these clients like like mm. any kind of way. So I do it with the client and I also do it with my employees. And it's basically just setting the tone when people come in. And honestly, I've had people that I've hired and I was just like, we're not a good fit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah, You know, because... You can't treat people any kind of way. Yeah. You got to still show them respect. But are, do you have like, like like gatherings where you get people together or do you do... It's something that you're doing to keep your business growing because the lifeblood of any business is the people who actually operate the business. Mm-hmm. But it's like some, it's something that you're doing. I mean, we have staffings where we bring people together once a month. Um, Monday, we have calls. Each house gets on and we go through a what's going on in your house. So basically, that's when I come into the office just on Mondays now. 
And I just, we do Zoom calls. But we're always staying connected. They know that they can call. You only work on Mondays? Basically. (laughs) (laughs) So hold on. What do you say? So what else do you do throughout the week? In that business. I told you I do. We we have consulting now. So I do consulting. Hold on, yo. Hold on. (laughs) What? You got 10 group homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you come in on Monday, you have a meeting. Mm-hmm. And you don't do nothing else in the business? Don't say that. You making this sound. Don't make my people think I don't do nothing. I mean, in your, All right, in well, your well, defense, though, it's not a, it's once you like get it set and you get yeah. it set straight, it's not a lot of work. When I was a supervisor, I probably went into the group home maybe like once or twice a week. Other than that, I was at home just doing paperwork. Yeah. And, and I don't do paperwork anymore because. I have an executive yeah. team that does paperwork, so I don't have to do all that. But I, I, I this love. This is crazy to me. Golly. <laughs> no. You know, I can't come in here once a week and just do a podcast and then roll out. I'm like, all right, y'all, see y'all next week. Don't make it seem like that. You make it seem like that. I work hard. I do okay. consulting. Okay. So during the rest of the week, I might be meeting online with clients. Mm-hmm. I might be meeting with you know, networking, going out to lunch, different things like that. That's work. That's I wanna, work. I want to live your life. Oh, my gosh. I want to live your life. This, so so this group home model, you can get it to a point where it runs itself. Basically, if you set up the right... I have an awesome team. Yeah. I have 32 employees now. And that's within all my group homes and then my executive team. And they are... Look. They are awesome. Let me. <laughs> they give, are. Give me your executive structure. It's you. You have thirty-two people. Mm-hmm. Give me some of the key people that like that. Give me the executive roles. Okay, so it's me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm technically the CFO, mm-hmm. and then my sister. Your CFO. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. My sister is the administrator. So she don't do nothing either. Oh, uh, now she's. Like she just got back from Jamaica. <laughs> she, she don't. She don't do. She does less than me. That's really? the thing. Yeah, because she has. She has another nurse we mm. hire, and you know he does the majority of the stuff. So she people look at her and like, what do you do? I actually do stuff because I'm the. I'm the face. <laughs> this is the littest business I've ever come across. Hold on, real quick. Hey, Joe, I think. We can start a group home, bro. Because you you worked there for. Hey, I know it. He came out of it from. He like start like working with with us um, from the like in a in an executive or so some, a, a counselor. I was a case manager. The case manager for oh, defects. We love case managers. Of course you do. <laughs> Why? That's where your clients come from. We get our clients from. We call her. Oh. We would call her saying, "Hey, I got this." Well, in my case, I had kids, but an adult and say, hey, I have this adult. This is their background. I'll send her all the paperwork. She'll review it. She, and I'm hoping and praying she takes them because I ain't got to be there after Friday at 5 o'clock. <laughs> Dang. So your goal is to find people who will take your clients. Mm-hmm. Their goal is to get clients yep. because yes. they obviously, that's their business. Yeah. Do you st- do you have the person that took your job? Do you know that person? Yeah, I got. I talk to him all the time. All right, cool. Because... <laughs> If we start this business, he'll give us clients. Yes? Absolutely. You go to the state. Listen, the state is in need, dire, in Georgia, they're in dire need right now. Yes. They have a um, program where 
uh, you can get like $5,000 a weekend or a month. $5,000 a month to just watch a kid for a weekend. No way. I was talking about homeboy. He still he still works for um DFAX. He was telling me last week or uh, two weeks ago, $5,000, I think, every weekend or every other weekend, something like that. I got to get all the details, but it's $5,000. Just watch for the weekend. You actually get a behavior aid that comes to y'all. If you got like to be in church all day Saturday, of course, yeah. the behavior aid will pick the kid up at like 6 o'clock in the morning, and then they'll drop the kid off at 9 whenever you get home. Say, hey, I'm on the way home. You text them, they'll drop the kid back off. So you pretty much just providing a place for them to lay their heads at night. Are you teaching this stuff? Yes. So you do consulting, mm-hmm. and do you have like a program or a course? Yes. Okay. The group home playbook. The yes. group home playbook. Yes. I want that playbook. I gotta get my hands <laughs> on that playbook because this seems like this. Yeah, it, yo, it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than. To I'm this. not gonna say it's easy work because, like, as you know, the first year and a half, two years. I worked my butt off, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like now it's just paying off. Gotcha. You're the CFO, your sister's CEO. Yeah, she's the administrator. Like the administrator. We just that hired mean? a new CEO. Administrator, you have to have an administrator. It's the person that kind of takes responsibility of the whole, you know, licensed organization. Mm-hmm. So she's the administrator. We just hired a new CEO because my CEO left. And then we have a, a quality management nurse that oversees all of the clinical. We have a CIO who handles all of our information. Chief information. Mm-hmm. And we what have type of information. Um, just all of our policies stand on top of regulations, all of that type of stuff. Got he it. does all of that. Uh, all our intranet, he does everything. And then, um, and then we have a residential manager, and he manages all the house managers. Because I do a house manager model. You're not required to do a house manager model in behavioral health. You are in assisted living, but I do a house manager model where that house manager knows they get a salary, and they know you are responsible for this house. Mm. Yeah, and then whoever's in the house, BHT or caregiver depending on what type of house, because you can have within behavioral health, you can have personal care or just regular behavioral health. Mm -hmm. We have both. So if you're in personal care, you have to be a caregiver. You have to be certified. We have an academy. We can teach you how to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and then we have BHTs, which are people that, you know, worked as behavioral health techs and they have the certification. Got it. Um... (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And all, and I, I'm saying it because there's going to be a certain group of people who have a passion for this. Yes. Right? Or they might be doing it right now with their family, friends, and they're they're taking care of certain people in their life, but they don't maybe they don't know that um one someone's paying for it. And two, the government might pay for you to take care of those people. How do you how do you set it up to where where it's not out of pocket for the client. You have, they have to actually get registered with the state. So they have to be on some, some type of health plan, the actual client, mm-hmm. in order for you to receive reimbursement. Now, if you're somebody that wants to get that reimbursement, then you have to go through the state and get licensed. And, and I can teach you that. Cool. What's the process of scaling the business though? Because it seems like you're scaling pretty well. I mean, it's the same. You just duplication. Duplicate and just 
keep your costs down, you know, so you end up building relationships, which I built a lot of relationships in the business. And, and it's, to me, it's easy to do. You know, I, I honestly, I could probably have 50 group homes, but do I want to have 50? You don't want to work that hard. Nah. You don't want to do nothing. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You want to live this uh, this beautiful, relax. <laughs> the one hour work week. That's beautiful. All right. So, um, are you always looking for real estate to buy for group homes, or are you just kind of just when an opportunity not. comes about? Yeah, when it when something good like that block we bought in cash. Come on, man. Yeah, better stun on us. But um, <laughs> it was just an opportunity that came up, and we were like, "Really? Yeah, it dropped so low. Like, let's buy it." And we bought it. Wow. Yeah. So, I'm not really looking now for opportunities, but if they come my way, and it's a good deal. Then... So, why did you decide to get into teaching? Like, why did you like? Why you get into the space of like? I want to know the driving force behind you actually teaching now. Because there's so many people out there that say, oh, I always wanted a group home, but it's so hard. And I just want people to know that anything, you know, anything that's hard to get, it's it's, going to be lucrative. It's going to be, you know, it's going to bring you a big return. So don't just stop just because it's hard to get a license. Go ahead and follow through. So I I like to show people kind of, it's not easy, but I kind of sh- show them how easy it is mm. in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it is easy. <laughs> and then but so you got to say it's not easy, though. Yeah, but so many people was hearing our story, too, that they were approaching us saying, hey, can you show us how to do this or can you do it for us? So then we were like, okay. And we just started a consulting business. And now gotcha. we scaled that and we're making money off of that, too, now. You scaled your consulting business. How'd you do that? Really, we didn't do it. People just killed it. <laughs> you know, other I coaches? teamed up with Neo. That's oh, yeah. yeah. Neo do it every time. Neo's like, oh, you better get, you better do this. You better. So last month, I did like 140000 last month just in my consulting business. Oh, wow. Are you doing the consulting yourself? Do you have a team of people that you've trained? Um, It's three of us it's three doing of the consulting right now. I'm still like I'm looking for an assistant because people keep telling me I need an assistant and I'm looking for like a couple of virtuals. Joe, you want to do it? Of course. It's passion, baby. It's passion. Did you get like a funny feeling in your chest when she started talking about it? Like, this is is my thing. That's all I've been thinking about the whole episode. (sighs) That's crazy. Okay, I I do got to ask this question. Um... So tell me about your program, how it works. And my question is, can my friends have a discount? Of course. It, well, we it's it's just a program to show you just the play on how to get started in your group home journey for a licensed group home. Mm. I like to tell people it's not an unlicensed, it's a licensed group home. So it just walks you, you know, it walks you through. Hold on. So there is an unlicensed group home as well? People have unlicensed group homes. Like, you know, like transitional homes and things like that. Some states, you don't have to be licensed. You just market it and say, hey, I got a home and and I can put eight people in it. And then those people pay you rent. But I would rather have guaranteed money 
than to be worrying about somebody paying me, you know, $500 a month. I know my money's coming. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So is where's where's the website? And can can you use like promo code social proof? We can do that. Okay. Just promo. I don't care. I don't know what the discount is. You don't need to, have to discuss it. Go back to your team, figure it out. <laughs> but I had to ask. Of you know course. Because I mean? it's like people will listen to us every single week and I just want to make sure they get some love. That's cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll give you guys a real good discount. But go to grouphomequeens.com. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Get Donnie, please. Grouphomequeens.com. <laughs> yeah. So why grouphomequeens? It ain't for kings? I'm a queen. And, and, I know. and my team is... The it's team, all women? The consulting team is all women. Well, what about, what about us? Hey, when I find a man that can do consulting with me, then I'll... I put queen slash king. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Okay, so grouphomequeens.com and intercode social proof and it'll take some sort of discount off. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I got to do a quick commercial as we wrap up, but I'm, I'm going to ask you another, I'm going to do a commercial and I'm going to ask you one more question and then um, we're going to make sure, you know, people understand what they're getting themselves into in terms of this group home business model, okay? okay. So um, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com is the only organization that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs. And you know what? You'd be a great person to be on The Morning Meetup call. Ooh. Every morning at 8 a.m., we are teaching entrepreneurship. Every morning, Monday through Friday. And it's a dope community. It's literally hundreds of people. I think it was like 430 people on this morning. Every morning, Monday through Friday. So... Try to make a safe space for entrepreneurs to grow, get information, collaborate, connect. And um, we actually have a book club where we all read together. So it's probably the wow. largest black book club in the world because we actually read a chapter and we discuss the chapter that we read the night before every single day. You'll jump on the call, right? Of course. There it is. Listen, man, y'all going to see her on the call. Also, uh, if you like this episode, you like the channel, like, subscribe. Please hit the little bell button. Hit the follow button on your uh, podcast app. Um, we would really, really appreciate that. Also, send me a text message, 404-737-4935. Okay, last question. I want to know where you see yourself for the next five years or what you see accomplishing in the next five years because I want to be able to watch this interview five years from now and say, listen, I talked to her and she said she was going to do it. And look, she did it. So I would say in the next five years, Best care behavior homes as you know it will probably be sold. <laughs> mm, I like the way of, you think. You are some real boss. Like yeah. <laughs> we're getting a <laughs> lot of offers. Or really? Probably, oh yeah, yeah. You're getting offers now. Yeah. What's somebody offer you? Maybe you ain't, you ain't take I'm it. Not, I'm Give not. Me no, Give me one. Give me one offer. No, you no, ain't no. take it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Eight figure offer? No. My consultant told me not to release numbers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go. What was your lowest offer? Um, my lowest offer was three million. Lowest offer. That was my lowest offer. You laughed at that. And while I went, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, when they when they wanna let me ask you this too, too. Like if you sell the business, does it come with the real estate? Uh, yes. So they have to buy the real estate and the business. Yeah, and then the lease, they have the option to keep the lease. We've already what do you mean? talked to the, the landlords. Remember I told you we're leasing. Oh, the two leases. Okay, I got you, got you. Yeah. Dang, this is lit. 
I don't think I got no $3 million offers for anything I have. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody wanted to give me $3 million. Okay, so business sold. What else? And our consulting business will be ultimately what I want to do. This is what's in my mind. I want to build a what community. What you're going to do. Yeah, what I'm going to do. Okay, what I'm going Come to on, do. I got you. I want to build a community nationwide to where we can team up people that own real estate with people that have the passion, with people that have money, and just team it up together. And maybe that person invest, say, hey, I'm going to invest and I want to return quarterly for five years. And have the person that has the real estate, have that person that has the passion, put the group home in their real estate. They get a good, you know, uh, lease amount. And then that person that has the passion can run their business. Mm. They give a piece to each person. So that's the type of community. I'm doing it on a small scale right now, but I want to do it on a big scale. And maybe just have a couple of group homes in every state. I love that. Listen, man, I am here to support you because I love what you're doing. It's a beautiful business model. And the way you carry entrepreneurship is very inspiring, especially I can imagine some women out here that are like looking at you like, yo, I want to be that. Like not even the thing that you're doing, but like you are a true inspiration because you carry your success with such grace. I like that. Okay. All right, cool. So, uh, listen, make sure, make sure y'all get, get started. There'll be a link, I'm sure, in the, uh, in the description somewhere. But, um, thank you so much for coming. This is, uh, this is very enlightening and opening the eyes to not only me, but a lot of people like, yo, I can really make some money in something that I've thought about. Or there's a lot of people that work in the space right now. Like, yo, I didn't even think of it like that. Like I could just start my own. Right. Why do you only start to own, Joe? Why do you think about that? I'll be your investor, okay? <laughs> I'm going to invest in it. You just got to do your thing. All right. All right, cool. All right, cool. Um, all right, so yes, uh, thank you so much. Let everybody know how they can find you, and then I want you to take us out with a word of wisdom. Okay. So you can find me uh, on social platforms as the Myrie Hayes, um, and you can find me, I guess my website is the Myrie Hayes too. Mm. Um and then the words of wisdom. Right, close us out. There's somebody watching right now that needs a word of inspiration. I would say, look, words of wisdom. Um, my late father, Bishop Isaac Metcalf, used to always say, learn, love, and live. So what I've learned is that you reap what you sow. So I love that. I love that concept. So I'm always trying to be positive put out positive things, give out positive information to people because that's what I want to get back. And then I live it. So I, I learned it. I love it. I live it. So just know that you're going to reap what you sow. And as I always say in everything that I do, every video I make, be a blessing to someone else because when you're a blessing to someone else, you're going to get blessings back. Mm-hmm. And that's how I live. There it is. Listen, we can't close it out no better than that. Do yourself a favor, okay? Go follow Myrie, okay? Let's jump in this Let's jump in this group home business. I like this thing, man. You can really, really help somebody. And one day, one day, you only have to work on Mondays. But also, 
Uh, go get you some social proof, meaning go build something monumentous, but I'll need you to remember, document the process or how you built it so you can go back to your community and teach your community how you built the thing that you built. All right, we are out of here. Peace. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.